You're going to try and put it on with the hat? or Yeah. I don't, oh, yeah, you got one ear there. You're going to do the whole podcast like that? I'm not going <laughs> to. What, what, what a miserable audio <laughs> listener podcast. Let's turn mine up a little bit. Sure. Happy Halloween. Hey, happy Halloween. So this is going to come out, I think, on like the 28th. Okay. So right before Halloween. Um, you might be asking yourself, uh, Gus, you're in costume. Uh, Eddie, what happened? Oh, the ha- the hair was on the hat all along. Gee dang it, dude. Um, but uh, so if you're an audio listener, first of all, fuck you. Uh, Gus is dressed as Mbamba Jones. I had ordered a Luigi costume, and it was stolen from in front of our place. So somebody went out on a limb to steal a package, and they opened it up to a Luigi costume. So I think in turn, they got the worst deal here, yeah. even though your <laughs> stuff was stolen. I wanted the, co- the costume, and some people were like, when I tweeted about it, were like, you already own one, but it's in Chicago, so yeah. I can't. So right now, I'm wearing merch that's out this week. Boom, baby. It's merch that I'm selling. Um, if again, if you're an audio listener, go fuck yourself. It's a. Can I legally say what it's parodying? Is that fine? You. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a parody on the Dare shirt, but it says stop and then stop, 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 stop a bunch of times. Here it is. So if you're an audio listener, just picture a Dare shirt, but it says stop instead all over the shirt. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, a video person, you don't have to use your imagination at all. So you can. Uh, this it'll be linked in the description if you want it. Uh, it helped support me. My last video got demonetized, and my Luigi costume got stolen. So I need some uh, reimbursement money from that one. <laughs> That's good. How do you tell Amazon that, like, this package is fucked up? All my options were, like, I didn't like this item. Yeah. Dude, I was just going to tell you, too. I am in the doghouse with Amazon right now. What's going on? Well, here's the thing, guys. For some context, too. Just having moved in within the last year, moving in and furnishing the entire podcast set here, we have probably individually had at least 120 packages come oh, here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd, Minimum. I'd say we have that beat. Especially, yeah, during the podcast, it was and us getting furniture. When we first moved in here in one month, we had to have like 60 packages probably. Yeah, it was absolutely fucking insane. So the thing is, genuinely, too, also when I was getting all my PC parts like last winter, just shit would not show up. It would always be marked as, as delivered, and most of the time, both you or I were here. Yeah. And it's just like nobody rang the doorbell. I don't know if the mail guy is like leaving it in like down in the like reception area downstairs yeah, or yeah. something like that. But I've probably had to individually call into Amazon support at least eight different times in the last year to be like, I this was marked as delivered. I just don't have it. People are just stealing packages from our building. It, that's got to be happening. Yeah. You know? And and so even still, like uh, two weeks ago, I ordered another pair of headphones for the podcast because I left some in, in Wisconsin and it, it didn't come. It was marked as delivered. I was like, okay, well, shit, I'll give it a few days it didn't show up i called in i was like listen i don't have this package here and also i ordered a switch dock and they charged me for it and i never got it so i was like i didn't get that one either so they sent me a new one but then they tried to charge me they're like you never sent back the first package that had an issue so that's the thing they want you to send back one that got stolen because they're like that's the issue right you weren't happy with that one yeah i was like i didn't get it yeah i did not get it so i was like no i i don't like i got the thing eventually the switch one but you charged me again i want a refund because i never got it and people were here the whole time yeah and i still didn't get my fucking headphones and usually in the past they'll just i'm so sorry sir i will get you a replacement right now mm. but this time they're like okay well well, we're going to have to launch a little bit of an investigation on our end. I was like, investigate what? What are you going to be like Dick Tracy downstairs with the nickel? Hey. Yeah, like what the fuck are they going to do? We should probably just report it to our building because like, yeah. like, I, do they have a camera set up for that area? I don't know. Because 
it's like consistent where somebody is stealing packages, probably multiple people because it's so easy. They'll just leave a bunch of packages out. Yeah, it's irresponsible. Yeah, so we, sh- we probably should. That's the frustrating thing is, guys, for our mailbox, like the Luigi costume could have just been put in our mailbox, but it was left out in the open yep. for absolutely no reason, um, and now it's stolen, and I'll never – replace it no you don't have <laughs> it's to, okay man. you don't have to dude i called him again because when i called in the first time to, to amazon customer support it was on like let me see how many days ago it was nine days ago oh man and they were like okay well you will know within 72 hours well fucking eight days later i call again last night i was like hey listen i still don't have it i still don't have my refund and i this hasn't been processed and like i didn't get it and nobody told me about the results of the quote-unquote investigation yeah and last night, too, they were saying, like, I got kicked to a higher up, and she goes, you know, we've noticed that uh, this has been happening a few times with you. And it's like, they're suspicious. Yeah. It's like, I'm not it's taking ha- advantage of this. Exactly. It's like, it happened a few times because the delivery guy is leaving packages out in the open for people to steal. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Nobody brings... And the thing is, most of the time, they deliver them right to the apartment door, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe they're getting slammed certain days and leaving them downstairs. But, like, dude, if it's getting to the door, we are always home. We will yeah. know. And also, they can check because it'll say left in the mail room. And I'm positive that every single – you should probably mention that to them. Every single one that you've gotten, like, that hasn't arrived has been marked as left in the mail room. Yeah. So you could say, like, you're not bringing it to my door. You're not putting it in my mailbox. And then saying, like – it's really suspicious that these packages keep disappearing. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck do you want? And also, it's just like, guys, do you really think, like, Amazon guys, do you really think that I'm, like, trying to dick you over here? Okay? Like, with the Kickstarter budget and shit, and, like, dude, we had to spend, like, thousands of dollars on Amazon in the last year. Yeah. It's like, what, am I trying to nickel and dime you for, like, I didn't get my headphones yeah. or my mouse? That's like, the no. Thing is, is it seems like Postmates has switched to actually just giving it every single time mm-hmm. because it's like, if you have a service, that is so big you can't manage the customer support, you just kind of have to give refunds almost every time. Yep. It's just like even if people are cheating the system, that's something that you have to accept because if you made a business that is too big to manage, you can't just fuck people over and be like, all right, well, whatever. You know what I mean? Here's the deal. Amazon, I will stop. Even if I don't get the package and people like fuck me over, that's fine. I will stop filing complaints. Well, you guys have to pay some taxes, dog. I know it's a yeah. <laughs> just a little, just, just a little bit taxes. of taxes, man. <laughs> That's a okay, dude. It's Halloween, man. I'm happy. I love Halloween. I love it too. Um, I'm gonna be back home, so I'm gonna get those those good old fall vibes. Oh, I dig that shit. But I don't have any plans. I never. I'm the worst person at making plans on the important party holidays because mm-hmm. I don't like doing it. Because I don't want to. I don't want to host on important holidays because people have the pressure of wanting to have a good time that night specifically. Yes. And so I don't do that. I like hosting when it's a surprise, where it's like it's a fucking Friday for no reason. Yeah. So I hate. Usually, I love Halloween. Like. As a theme, but also like finding a party on Halloween night, don't like that at all. Nope. Because then there's like pressure to have a like a the best time you can. Yeah. Same with New Year's Eve. Fuck that shit. No, I don't care. And it's like I already don't like going out for the most part. Yeah. So it's like, what do I have to go out and try to find another party? No. Yeah. And the expectation, especially for New Year's Eve, is like it's got to be the biggest and best party that's near you. It's like why? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. So most of the time in high school too, I just like hang out with some friends instead. That's a good idea. I miss trick or treating. I fucking do. Adults so should much. be able to trick or treat. Yeah. It's like just. Why, why not have everybody come around and get candy? Yeah. I get, though, it's like, if you're like, let's say you're a homeowner and you're 30, and there's like a 50-year-old guy at your door, like, 
trick or treat. <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, yeah. man. Okay. <laughs> but I want – here's my dream is I would love when I'm an adult to live in like almost like a fake – a small community with just a bunch of my friends and their like families. Yeah. That's my dream is like everybody lives in the same neighborhood and then we can make our own rules. We could trick or treat at 40. Dang dude. City ordinance, bitch. (laughs) I would love that though. Like a cul-de-sac where you know everybody, Uh huh. but like not know everybody as in you meet your neighbors as in they're your actual friends that you know you want to deal with. Yeah. I want to pre know them. I want to go into like a neighborhood and like kick everybody out and then just move all my own people in there. Yeah. Did you cut yourself? I did cut myself a little tiny bit. So it's not bad? It's not bad. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. But it's badass. You kept talking, and I was like, he clearly just stabbed himself yeah. with that knife. <laughs> it is badass, Is though. that our first knife injury of the podcast? I think it might be. I don't even know if I broke blood. It just scraped me a little bit. Okay. I should be able to brave my way through this, but <laughs> we'll, I'll keep you updated by the minute. If we could just keep rolling but put the podcast on hold for about an hour. <laughs> Eddie, I just want to keep doing the podcast. Just keep- <laughs> should we? Would it be a funny April Fool's joke if even though I'm I'm saying it out loud on the podcast right now. If we just um, posted an April Fool's podcast, that's just an hour long of the camera cutting back and forth with us not on camera at all. Yes. You <laughs> will even title it. I don't even fucking care if people are hearing this. We'll title it like, like the one where Gus and Eddie aren't here. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, let's, on the fucking- let's convince an ad too for the ad break to like do it, but we just, it's silent, you know? It just says like, Skillshare. Yeah, Skillshare.com. <laughs> Not even our coupon code. <laughs> so be ready to um, skip on the April Fool's Day podcast <laughs> you if you go. guys want to. We'll post one again maybe like the next day or whatever, but let's fuck the channel for a week algorithmically. I wonder if posting the silent one and then a good one right after would be good or bad for the algorithm for our channel. Who cares, dude? It's consistent uploading. The joke is on us. That's what I don't get, especially for certain channels, like the way the algorithm works. Like for the podcast, we post weekly. Yeah. And by now, it's not like going, you're posting weekly, like, fuck yeah. Like, we're still doing well with the algorithm, but it's not like blowing up. If I, my current channel, started posting weekly out of nowhere, the channel blows up, Mm -hmm. which I'm not going to do, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) But what I did last year, I started posting weekly in November, and the channel was just like, all right, we're just going to show you to everybody. So it's weird where if you do consistency after not being consistent, it like sucks your your dick, you know? This is your little ween. You know, I, I don't mean to... What, what did you say last night that made me laugh so much? It was when you... Oh, you said, like, what you thought was a Swedish word in an American accent. Oh, yeah. It was herngy herngy. Yeah. <laughs> but you referred to saying it in an American accent as in, in layman's terms. <laughs> <laughs> Which, taking away the actual accent, is in layman's terms. I wonder if I search herngy herngy if it will give me, like, Swedish shit. I don't... I, don't think so. I typed in hernge hernge and it said, did you mean henge henge? <laughs> and then henge docs is the first uh, response here. We were playing PlayStation last night and um, Sven was committed to the bit of not laughing at anybody's joke <laughs> and coughing every time. <laughs> it was so frustrating. You're, yeah, he got us good. God, dude, I get so giggly on those fucking PlayStation chats, dude. Yeah, dude, especially, I told you, whenever Tony's in there, it's just... That's one thing we were even discussing before is... Um, oh, Tony, you have to listen to this, but he wasn't in the party for it. It's just yeah. me, you, and Jakey. Um, is that, like, we all do, like, comedy publicly, but I consider Tony the funny friend of yeah. our group. And it's just, like, everybody else is robbed of not knowing Tony's <laughs> comedy. It's it's like a Patreon exclusive, but yeah. I didn't pay, bitch. I did. Did for you twenty or two <laughs> years? The toil I had to suffer through. Do you uh, 
can we say the one of Dem Ting's thing uh, at all? Um, like? I, don't <laughs> I don't know if we can. Because it's just like, I think... No, no <laughs> damn it. It's so funny. I don't know. I, I don't want to like out a certain... It was Tony made a really funny joke, but it had to do with something he said to one of our friends, but part of the backstory includes personal info on one of my friends. What if it was like very vague and just say, he, Well, he'll know it's him if I'm talking about what it is. Say it's her, then he'll get confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend is just listening going like, Wait. Oh, this well, can't be me. Yeah. <laughs> no, like he's the whole time, hey, hey, and then I blatantly go, no, say it's her. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. That's not me, that's a girl. <laughs> to the drawing board. <laughs> there you um, go. You want to hit up some Halloween preguntas? I just want to talk about Halloween. I want Guys, to the question. I'm excited. We got some flipping spooky, scary preguntas over here. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Eddie Burback and at Gus Buckets. Ask us your questions and we'll tell you no lies. At Cotter Stoney says, what's your favorite scary slash Halloween movie? This doesn't necessarily mean the scariest one, scariest one, but one that you really like or continue to watch. Um, one that sparks, it's not an actual really horror movie, but it still sparks so much nostalgia for me is the Halloween Town movies, dude. Oh, yeah? The fucking Disney Channel originals, because I would watch them with my sister and Tony. And I don't watch them every year or anything, but when I watch them, I just like, it's like being attacked with just your childhood, because I haven't seen it since. Yeah. It's not a classic at all. Dude, I never saw it. And then like a few weeks ago, like Sabrina strong armed me into watching it. Well, and I was just the first like, one. Yeah. For it's the bad. first time I was just like, dog, it's really bad. I missed it. So like, it's too late. I missed <laughs> yeah. the boat on this. Cause one. there's no nostalgia for it. So it's just like, this is just dog shit. Yeah. It's so bad. Not to tell you dog. Um, mine is, I, I actually really like scary movies for the most part, but I'm still very scared by them. You know, I don't know why it's like, I'll always go into a new one and I'll be looking away for parts. Like I'm really terrified of it. Boop. That's the end of it. Um, So, in my opinion, the scariest movie for me of all time was The Babadook. That is just fucking terrifying, dude. He's a gay icon now. He is a gay icon. I dig it. That's hilarious that they did that. It's so funny and it makes no sense, which is what just adds to the hilarity of it. Yeah, it's something that, yeah, I heard from a lot of people. It's just like, even though it's not the greatest movie, it's absolutely fucking terrifying. It's so scary. So then, yeah, the fact that there's like, he's a gay icon now. (laughs) Just everything about it, like, um, like just the movement of the character and then just like the scene building and stuff. It's so stressful. And I watched it for the first time when I was a freshman in college in a dorm room with like one of my best buddies so i was in the safest most isolated place possible yeah genuinely i I, every night i was like i know this is so stupid but for like two weeks after watching that movie i went and checked the closets well because doesn't it have to do with sleeping too so it's like it's like he comes up when in your room like that's his thing there's especially like if you folks have seen it, the bedroom scene. This, you isn't know, there what like I'm a baby crib about. thing or something like that, or am I getting that wrong? No, that's a different one. That might be like The Exorcist or something. No, or? I was thinking specifically Baba Dick. Yeah. Uh, baby crib. No, I don't know about that, but it's fucking terrifying. Otherwise, um, my one Halloween movie, I, I, it's one of my favorite films of all time, and I make myself wait to watch it one time every year in October. And I guess? Yes. The Shining. Yes. Yeah, it's The Shining, dude. I fucking love The Shining so much. You'll see that one at some point, right? Oh, no. I'll see The Shining within the week. Um, yes. I've, I've actually... There was um, a time where... I was watching movies just constantly. It was when I was 17. I was like, I need to watch every good movie that's ever been made. Yeah. But the problem is I was also – I felt – I told – I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but, like, during high school, I had this sense of, like, 
man, I hate going to the schedule so much, and I feel like it's robbing so much of my day mm-hmm. that to get back at it in my head, I'm going to stay up super late and have me time every night. Yeah. Which means most of high school, I slept about three hours. Probably did some serious damage to my brain. <laughs> Dude, were you ever just painfully tired in high Not school? Not really, because like, I, I told you, I don't... Oh, wait, like in class? Yeah. You're saying just in general? Yeah, but I, I don't nap, and I don't fall asleep. For some reason... No matter how exhausted I am, I cannot fall asleep. And Tony's the same way. I, we can't fall asleep unless it's nighttime when you'd regularly go to bed. Mm, so, like, yeah. even, uh, you know, Tony does it's absolutely insane. Yeah. If Tony co- – you just checking in, making sure. Yeah, I'm so spooky. We good still? <laughs> yeah, we're good. That's my be, biggest fear. It would be so Halloween spooky if we weren't recording. <laughs> <laughs> they would never even know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, like, when Tony travels here and he has a flight at, like, 7 a.m. it takes off. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, when are you going to sl- go to sleep? He's like, no, I'll just stay awake. And then he just comes here, li- like has the entire second day being awake, and then just goes to bed. That is insanity, normal. dude. And yeah, I- I've done it before, too. So even in high school, then it's like I would sleep a little bit, and that'd be fine. But here's where it started catching up to me was junior year when I was trying to watch all those movies. I've mentioned this before. I would watch them. Uh, I would Google, like, streaming free movies, you yeah. know? Um, and... I would uh, watch it on an iPad and rest it on my chest, but I started getting so tired after school that I would start to uh, doze off, but then my iPad would slap me in the face back (laughs) awake. And The Shining one was one of those where I was already kind of falling asleep, Mm -hmm. and it's not the best movie if you're tired, you know, because it's slowly paced. slow burn. Yeah, so it's uh, I never got far into it, but I never thought it was bad at all. Mm -hmm. And then I just uh, got distracted because I was a teenager. Yeah. Sometime this week, you want to watch it here? Yes. Main room? Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, I'm so stoked. I haven't seen it this cycle yet. It's so fun. And I'm, dude, I'm, I'm sure by the time this comes out that Dr. Sleep is probably going to be out, the sequel. I'm going to be dodging reviews like crazy. I want to go into it blind. Mm. Um, I did the same thing for, like, El Camino. I even told Eddie, I was like, listen, I, I almost don't even want to ask, like, did you even like it or not, mm, you know? Because, yeah. like, I just, I know how shitty I am as a moviegoer. Like, I am just, I'm a self-proclaimed elitist. I have to look at the Rotten Tomatoes scores and shit going into it, you know? And that'll dictate if I even want to go, which is fucking stupid, Mm. you know? But I don't know. Anyway, Dr. Sleep, it it doesn't look good, and I'm scared. It just looks... Yeah, I have no opinion on it at all. Too new, you know? Mm. I don't know. Just fucking... I don't know. I'll see it. I'll check it out. There are some things... I don't know how they shot it, so I don't want to make an assumption already. But there are some things, too, where it's like... I'm always shocked where it's like, I know it's more expensive to do, but like you're making a new Christmas movie and you're not shooting it on film. Like that's what gives it the homey feel, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you're making a shining sequel and I don't know if they are or not, but like, let's say they're shooting it digitally. It's like, you got to try and at least visually replicate it. So it feels familiar. Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, just the imagery, even in the trailers and shit, it's like, this looks nothing like the shining, Mm. you know? Like, they'll hit you with, like, oh, there's Danny on the little tricycle or on the fucking uniwheel or There's, like, two shots of the hallways that look like The Shining, and then the rest don't at all. Yeah. You know what's (sighs) weird is even not seeing The Shining. I I watched Ready Player One, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty good. It was a a good airplane movie um, where I enjoyed myself. But they have a Shining scene in it, and it's really cool. Really? It's Yeah, it's just, like, just a cool, like kind of in the topic of The Shining where they're like in the movie kind of. Shit, I gotta see that one, Yeah, even just watch the scene. You don't really have to watch the movie at all. Dude, I'm looking at uh, Dr. Sleep here. They're releasing it in the U.S. on November 8th. What the fuck? That's way too late for that one, dude. November 8th is when like Christmas movies are coming out in theaters so they can be there for December. Yeah. 
God damn, that's stupid. Also, I'm looking at the director here. Not anything like stacked against him. Oh wait, oh okay. What do you make? Uh, he did the Haunting of Hill House recently, okay. yeah, which was fucking huge and critically acclaimed. But I yeah. saw shit like uh, like uh, oh, like Ouija or Ouija Origin of Evil. That's more recent, then, right? Yeah, but that one was like, eh, you yeah, know, like yeah. that was I heard bad things about that. Yeah, and he did Oculus. Oculus was like for me, it was like, yeah, it's kind of creative, but it was not as great. Mm. What did that get? Seventy-five on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fair. I would want to see like Jordan Peele do a Shining sequel. Probably yeah. that would be like my first pick. He makes uh, Danny black. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. it was weird. There was a, I saw a clip of on Bobby Lee's podcast him talking to Jordan, and it is weird where he was just saying like we've been friends for a long time, and I almost regret seeing Get Out because my perception of you is so much different now. Where yeah. it's like he saw him as just like his comedy friend. And it's like, you made Get Out? What the fuck? Like, where did that come from, you mm-hmm. know? That'd be like if Jakey just made, like, a fucking... Actually, I, I think Jakey, because of his music, too, I have that little art piece in my head for Jakey, too, that he can make something serious. Yeah. So I take it back. That hypothetical was stupid. Boom, baby. Tony, throw the stupid meter up on it. <laughs> he has to make, like, a big, like, After Effects. Don't do that. Yeah, make a 3D, bitch. Um, what was I going to say? If you had to make something, like, serious... What would you make? Like fully non-comedy, like a like a film or. or I still want to make an animated TV show. That's the main one. But like serious. Yeah. Oh, cool. I want it to have a cool narrative. That's what Avatar is too. Yeah. Like, there are comedic elements to keep people entertained, but that's true. And I would always have that for the most part. But um, I like that especially because my favorite thing about storytelling is like just thinking of something and having it get done. Mm-hmm. And the problem with a lot of traditional film is like, you have to compromise all the time of like, all right, well, this is what it actually looks like. And with animation, you can pretty much like nail exactly what you're thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. It's like instantly like, oh, I want this to look like this. You can pretty much do that. Boom. But with a lot of budgeting, obviously. But mm-hmm. still, it's like setting up cameras physically is not really a thing. That's what I always Absolutely. hated about making short films is the setting up of everything. It's all that downtime. I'm just yeah. like, I'm in go mode, you know? Yep. I can't do that pacing. It's so fucking slow. Yeah. Also, I think if I ever did anything animated, I would encourage... I don't. I, there must be just budgeting and scheduling for why for every like big movie they don't record together. Yeah. But I would really encourage actors being in the same room while they record it. I like that dynamic. I think that works best. There's something freeing. Like I would be so. I would love to like. There's no reason for it. We're not going to do it. But if there was some kind of narrative thing where we could act like this on the microphones. Yeah. That's just so cool because you don't really have to fully worry about what you look like on camera. You could just act into it with somebody across from you. Gus and Eddie That's go to cool. hell. That's it. And it's no, there are no jokes. <laughs> it's just CGI around us. We're just going, whoa, whoa, what? That can't be on fire, can it? Am I on fire? Is that Hitler? Is this Netherrack? <laughs> <laughs> right, um, you got any more, uh, well, I was going to say for mine, I don't even know. I have no idea what I would make serious mm. shit, you know? I'd even said before on the topic of, like, shining and, like, video gamey shit, I want to make a fucking shining video game. Mm. I want it. I mean, it's the lore is all there. It's perfectly posed to be some, even just like a PC exclusive, you know? Mm. You're in the Overlook Hotel. Jack's coming at you, bitch. Figure mm. it out, you know? Like, like Alien Isolation. Yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. And really, like, drive home, like, like survival aspects and stuff. Make it a very interactive environment and stuff. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. I really want to do that. I'm, awesome. I'm shocked that no one's even tried to do something similar to that with a game. It's you know? weird. Yeah, I mean, some... Like, they're kind of starting now to move into those properties. Like, there was that Blair Witch game, too, you know? Does but, that is that out? Yeah, I think it was just mediocre. Oh, um, let's check it that's out. That's what I heard. 
Blair Sorry, Witch Volume <laughs> One. Yeah, he wasn't involved in that. I know. <laughs> Rustin Parr. I don't know what the fuck? Oh, that's not. That's that a different like one. A that's from two thousand. Um, yeah. it came out, I think, or at least streamers got to play it. Blair Witch Game. Boom, baby. Blair Witch Video Game is a psychological horror game. All right, where's the reception? Critical reception for Blair Witch was generally mixed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, of course, IGN jacks off on fucking everything. 8.8. I'm excited for for Jedi Fallen Order, but, like, a reserved excited because I like Respawn. But they wrote an article like, oh, my God, you guys don't even know how crazy it is. But, again, it's like, you guys told me Rock Band 4 was basically an RPG. I can never trust anything you write ever again. I don't trust games journalism at all. I trust certain. The thing is, it's what Dunky said. Pick somebody that you usually align with their reviews for. Yeah. And then listen to them. That's what I like um, with movies. I usually followed what uh, Jeremy Johns would put on his. Uh, you ever seen his channel? No. He's a movie reviewer. And I was like, oh, I pretty much always agree with his opinion. So right. I want to see what he lo- thinks about movies. I would do the, the cut and paste cliche thing of siding with like Roger Ebert on a lot of shit. Dude, I disagreed with Roger Ebert on a lot of his reviews when he was still really? alive when we were like like he, he hated Kickass. Did like, he really? So much. Oh. He thought Kickass was like the example of garbage in cinema. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Dude. And I remember being like, "Fuck you, old man." Like, <laughs> what do you think of like Peter Travers from Rolling Stone, you know, any of this I shit know, at all? Not at all. I saw an interview with him recently where uh he had Joaquin Phoenix on for the Joker press tour stuff. Mm. And you know, I think it's just who Joaquin is as a person, but like He's definitely a lot more like repose. He's he's within himself. And Peter's very much like, what about you? Like, let's talk. What? How is it working? Like, it sounded like when when uh, Dennis is doing the podcast and Sonny uh, two, like, two wars. wars? <laughs> like, it really you sounded. Tell me, there's two wars. <laughs> he sounded just like that. And at the end, I guess I guess like on this little interview show he does, I think he always has guests sing at the end or whatever. And he was just like, you know what? I'm gonna ask it. I'm not gonna sing. you're not getting me to sing period and then Joaquin had a funny joke though too he's like you know what here's the thing I feel bad I know you always have other people sing on like you know I'm one of the only people I will not sing here's the thing Peter I went on some French interview last week I sang three times they didn't even want me to sing (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh that's pretty funny that's great alright what else we got here for spooky scary questions (laughs) (laughs) so bad What uh, Ethan Burke Hilter says, what's your favorite chocolate bar and your favorite sour candy? Happy Halloween. This actually is a very important Halloween question. Yes. My, I'd say all-time favorite, and it's going to be hit or miss with some people. I've always really loved Three Musketeers. I, I do. Lo- they're great, and uh, they taste unlike other chocolate bars, so I always loved those. There was one house in our neighborhood that would just leave – um, like the they would leave candy out instead of passing it out. Um, yeah. The lazy people, but I get it now because they're probably young adults that want to drink. And they would get the only people in the entire neighborhood that would leave full Three Musketeers bars, Damn. like the ones that are the two in one. Um, the two in one? Yeah, dude. Holy shit! Yeah, That's yeah. not even like, like the, the king regular size boys. Yeah, yeah, Fuck, yeah, dude. Um, and I would still go on our system. I would not take like a handful or anything, but I would take two of them. Come on, I, I can't resist that. <laughs> I could have dumped the whole bag in there. You could have, man. Hey, listen, just because I only robbed one bank and didn't rob City Capital doesn't mean I'm a fucking sane here guy, okay? All of them saying. All of them saying. If I had my Luigi costume, I'd beat the shit out of you right now. Probably. 
Probably, dude. (laughs) I bet you would, bro. In my opinion, Three Musketeers are always just like, they're the the middle-of-the-road ones. Mm. I really like them, but I will always grab something else. What's your main one? I also, uh, well, my main boys, I fucking love Baby Ruth bars like crazy. But those that's not in the regular rotation, you know? Like, yeah. that's not as common. Um, if we're going, like, full common shit, I dig Snickers and Kit Kats. What about Twix? I do like Twix, but I need to freeze those bad boys. Okay. I like freezing my candy so that it is a chore to consume it. Yeah, <laughs> the Twix gets so hard in the fridge. Yeah, you got to work. You got to work for that shit. Yeah. I've been on Reese's Kick again lately, but I need to have something aggregate you know i gotta have some crunch or something you know some texture you. shit that's the thing i like about three musketeers though is that there's not i like that kind of like oh it's all just gonna blend into one when i chew it yeah i just put it down my throat like <laughs> <laughs> but that's also three musketeers you can't drink anything fizzy with it because i've told you you know it's like foams up in your mouth mm-hmm. and your gut if you're drinking and eating quick you get yeah. gas what about yeah. sour shit sour shit um th- okay i don't i wouldn't i don't think i will ever eat this ever again but when I was just a, you know, when you're like a crack addict kid with sugar and everything, I used to love the punishment of sour Skittles. Really? Those are eye-watering sour candies where it's just like the really? dust. Of, yeah, dude. Like the sour sour Skittles dust was like so fucking sour. I got to try Not like em. Warhead or anything like that level, but um, they were just like, you'd be like, oh, wow, this is like really fucking sour. But it was like that kind of pain sour for it. But uh, I remember... I don't, there's not my favorite either, but my friends and I would do like almost like, um, like contests of like, how long can you hold a, like how many warheads can you hold in your mouth at the same time? Dude. It's dangerous, dude. It literally burns your, your burns tongue, your tongue off. Yeah. yeah. So that's not fun. But, uh, I didn't know sour skills were that sour. I haven't had them in years. Yeah. I, they're not like, like super crazy, but they are just like horrible for you. Yeah. Um, there was a time where Tony, his lunch was a little bit earlier than he wanted, so he would just eat sour Skittles in the middle of the high school day and then not eat until he got home. Oh, and I dude. remember walking up to him at lunch and being like, dude, please eat something. Like, this is so bad for you. You're going to get terrible acid reflux from that probably. He was fine, I guess. But God damn, that's he's awful. alive. I wish I had the stomach and the, the metabolism of when I was just a shit kid like that. Because, again, growing up, we never had candy or soda or, like, even sugar cereal around the house. It was mm. just healthy shit. So when I got the opportunity to eat, like, junk food, dude, I fucking killed myself on yeah, junk yeah. food, you know? You talking, like, up until, um, uh, like, us knowing each other that one September when you started fixing it? Yeah. Because you've talked about that diet before, too. Oh, yeah. And I've ever since I got to college, I've definitely fluctuated in both weight and diet and stuff like that. Uh. Like when I'm, I'm, I'm in kind of like 75% weight loss mode right now. I'm a couple weeks in, I haven't drank anything for a few weeks and I'm still eating kind of shitty for the most part, but I'm definitely main like watching it and I'm not doing like sh- uh, sodas and shit too. Yeah, yeah. And I am down a few pounds already. Yeet, eat, skeet. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I continued that terrible diet going into college and I immediately, I came out of high school weighing 180 pounds and then within the first year I must have gained at least 40 pounds. Dude. Damn, dude. I just, because literally every day, uh, it, it, it's such a it's such a congregational thing in college too to be like, hey, we don't know anybody on the dorm floor. Like, 
hey, we're all going to go down and eat lunch. You want to come? And I was like, okay, I need to go make friends. Yep. And I wasn't hungry. So I was eating like breakfast in my room and then I would eat like a full lunch every day and a full dinner. And dude, when I would eat lunch, it would be like a full plate of pasta, a side of pizza. I would have three cups of soda and a oh, soft serve damn. ice cream. Oh, Jesus. And I would have that, that. one of the three meals. I would have that twice a day, three sodas and a soft serve at least. Oh, because that was your dinner too? It was like lunch and dinner. Fuck, man. Yeah, dude, I plumped my ass up. That's the thing is I told you that happened to me junior year and then I fixed it halfway through my senior year. But it's that stuff where you don't even realize and then you start to fix your lifestyle a little bit and the thought of it grosses you out now. Yeah. But it's the thing is that's like the human body will just be like, no, this is normal. I mm-hmm. had it yesterday. I'm craving it today. It's like tasty. Let's it's do like, it. Fuck, man. How can we? All of us can just fall into that routine where it's just like, oh, I'm eating an entire pizza. Still kind of hungry though, you yeah. know. And it's like, how the fuck does that even happen? You think survival-wise, we'd be like, okay, I'm good now. But no. Yeah. No, I don't know what it is. It's that sugar because I like sugar makes your stomach relax a little bit more to like create room and stuff too. So you get less stop feedback, you know, mm. and you just keep piling that shit in. I don't know. So happy Halloween getting a bunch of candy. <laughs> yeah, dude, here's I this is really funny. I just clicked on this guy's profile um when I was reading the the candy question and yeah. his pinned tweet is uh I'm not like other girls. I like The Office, Ariana Grande, Vine compilations, indie music, shaking turds out of my pant leg in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yeah. All right. Here, we, let, let me see here. Uh, this one's not super Halloweeny, but it's a good one. At Real Slim987 says, When I was in middle high school, I always used to run through scenarios in my head when I was bored in class and wanted to kill time. My scenarios would revolve around what I would do if I could freeze time or were in- invisible. Did you guys ever do this? Um, I think I told you during uh, college, I started getting so bored in class that I would always, and it wasn't like an extended imagination. I would just picture myself just on a skateboard, just active. And I don't really <laughs> skate, but just like like going down the street, active, not having to listen to a lecture and be – because I would feel so trapped in my class mm-hmm. that I would just picture just like riding away. Damn. Was, yeah, I don't know why. That's pretty cool. It was just constant too. It wouldn't even be something that I would actively think of. I would just be like, up oh, skateboard thought again. I must yeah. be really bored. <laughs> Dude, I would have those but not skateboard at all. I still have them where if I'm blanking for a while, I will be thinking – uh, like, what if someone just stormed in here? What would I do to defend myself? Mm. It's like usually survival shit like that. Really? Yeah. Where I'd be in a I classroom. Used to do that. Dude, yeah. I'd fucking do that all the time where I'd be like, all right, someone just burst in right now. I'm in the eighth row. I'm sitting up pretty good. Mm. Probably shank him with this book binder. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I was, uh, when you get, when you're a kid and you get to the age that, it, oh, it's a possibility that somebody might break into your home, like when you hear about it for the first time. Yeah. I was on the top bunk of my bed and my door was like right here and my parents door I could see just right across the hall from us and I would just think like what do I do if just I saw like a stranger just go into my parents room with a gun and I remember I had a medieval times uh, wooden sword that I kept wedged in between my mattress and the top bunk like wood and I was like I'd fucking jump down slam his hand from the <laughs> but when you really like if that ever got tested he'd just like turn and shoot a child and then go back to doing what he was doing but in my head I was like I'm gonna save the day <laughs> That's like that vine of that kid walking into the room with like that little shield and goes, do your worst, and then it just kicks him. I like that shit. How about we take a little break and we open some mail? Some spooky mail. Maybe it's anthrax. Ooh, don't do that shit. 
It was literally the week that we announced the like the podcast or whatever, or the P.O. box. And it was like one of the first fucking guys on Twitter responding was just like, hey, I just sent you some anthrax. I hope you enjoy. And it's like, dude, okay, I get that you are probably 100% joking. But it's like, are you fucking stupid? It's now like, I need to check about yeah, shit. Yeah, you can't fucking say that. Like, you remember that one girl, that, that teenage girl that tweeted like, like, hey, at American Airlines. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, and then she's like, wait, no, I'm just a kid. And it's like, you can't. You're going to have to deal with consequences here. And it's like, it's not fully even about you. We have to make sure that society doesn't exist with a bunch of people threatening airlines on t- with tweets. You yeah. Know? I love that classic exchange, too, because they were like, hey, we have your IP. And she goes, no, my friend did it. Take her IP. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's just like, um, isn't that crazy where there's just the idea that you know within one tweet, all of us, even you listening, within one tweet, we could all get arrested. Yep. And it's you threatening an airport. Like, you could go to jail right away from a tweet if you wanted to right now. Yeah. That's so weird. That is just bizarre. And, and like, the response time, too. Like, if it's a serious threat, too. Like, they could be on your ass in, like, half an hour, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. This one, I started to rip open, and it looked like there's a piece of paper in there I started oh. to rip, so. Oops. That's a fun challenge for our viewers at home. Call up your favorite airport or, like, government agency just make a specific threat. <laughs> oh, dude, you can't do that. You can't say that. Try this at home. You're inciting violence. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm clearly kidding. <laughs> Legally, I have to say I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't That's fuck so it. Bad. You guys are smart. Don't do that shit. All right, this is from our boy Gavin. He says, howdy do, boyos. Hope you guys enjoy. Keep on keeping on. Hi, Gavin. Hey, Gavin. I love you. Was he, that an Amazon note? Yep. Okay, because you threw it with a way of just like, get the yeah, fuck, fuck out, out of here, Gavin. It's an adult coloring book. For an activity book for true buckaroos. Oh, I'm a buckaroo. I am too. <laughs> That's me and you. Do you ever have it where like there are words that uh, are just like older words, but you just for a second for some reason the way they sound, you think like is that like a slur or something? Buckaroo is one of those. I don't like when people say the word nook. Nook. Something in my head just goes like ah, I don't know, and then yeah. I'm like, wait, no, it's just a nook. It's just a nook. I, 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 do you mean nook as in like a, like, like a, like a, a, like a breakfast nook? Oh, okay. Cause I hear like the term nook used for like, uh, what is that shit with a baby suck on? You know, pacifiers. pacifier. I hear people call him a nook and really? it sounds wrong to me in that sense. Yeah. yeah that sounds weird. Um, also, I did rip this note, but it's printed. Fuck. It's printed though. Ah, okay. But it's not fully ripped. It's just a little shit. ripped. Also, they made it very difficult to unpack anything in this. Who did ah. that? Who did this? No! What? There's two tech decks in here. Fuck yeah, bro. Dude, I took that tech deck out the other night when I went to Dank Meme Night. That shit was a hit, dog. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Is it a bird? Oh, they're my birdhouse. What's up? Wait, no. Oh. Oh, Wait, are these your skateboards? No. Okay. They were were so close, though, dude. I, I forgot about this. It says... Gus and Eddie, a little while, yeah, a little while back, I read Gus's tweet where he call, uh, recalled a tragic story from his childhood, where some asshat named Zach stole his blue birdhouse tech deck, yep, and then likely fled the country to avoid the consequences of his actions. Never have I, you want to re- read it more because it's for you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Never have I ever heard of such a heinous crime before in my entire life. This Zach guy makes Hitler seem like an all right dude in comparison. 
Endorsed. I couldn't I couldn't sit idly by knowing what kind of pain Gus was likely still in from this loss, and it just so happened that I had a blue birdhouse tech deck sitting Damn, on my desk dude. when I read that tweet. Tech deck boys support tech deck boys. Zach, if you're listening, kick rocks. Your boy Jeremy. Dude, that's so cool. Thank you, dude. I appreciate you. Slightly ripping your note, but it is printed, so that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. And again, not to diminish this, this is fucking cool. I know that some of my friends had this one. This uh, is still not the board that I had. So if anybody wants to pick up where Jeremy fucking left <laughs> off. <laughs> Jeremy hung me out to dry. <laughs> Jeremy, this is cool as shit, dude. I appreciate you. Um, you know, somebody actually, uh, we had a kid in seventh grade come over and steal Tony's tech deck, too. Really? I don't remember what but the it was kind was. Fucking Zach. I remember it was just kind of um, just kind of like a parenting oops from my parents is uh, one year Tony just asked for like a t- couple of tech decks. Yeah. And uh, they just got the wires crossed, I guess, my parents for like who wanted what. And so Tony got a tech deck, and I didn't ask for it, and got a tech deck, like, builder and repair kit with, like, a bunch of different boards. Oh, dude. And Tony's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, privately. He didn't say it to our parents, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, like, he was just like, I did, you didn't even ask for it. I was like, yep, sorry, dog, but this, <laughs> this rules. So. Suck my tech dick. <laughs> This is uh, these are really cool. The one I had was like it was a blue background, and I think there was some sort of like skeletal dragon or some shit on the bottom, and I don't remember though. But it was definitely birdhouse, um, dude. I, I still get this. I talked about this before with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like you ever see shit from your childhood, and I look at this deck, and I'm like, <gasps> like I get that spark of excitement. Like yeah, it's yeah. like childhood currency. There's yeah, like it, it, I don't know if it's even just like the art for it or just seeing it, but yeah, it was so. As a kid, it was like this special thing where when you saw it, you thought that like, <gasps> you're like, oh, it's currency. Like I can trade it and play with it. This yeah. is so cool. You know what I still have for that is What's the, that? Um, I think I told you about this before. I lost, um, it didn't even matter. It was a Happy Meal toy. It was a Sonic sponsorship. Um, and it was like little, those little like video games that they would actually bring where it would be like a mini digital actual game you could play. Um, I had the Tails one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I think it was the Sonic one where it was like pretty much just moving in and out of traffic. Like it was like just dodging cars that would come up. Yeah. And I lost it in my room and never found it. And I just got set on where I'm like, I don't even really want to play it that much. But it's just like this little blue game thing mm-hmm. that I can't find every time I clean my room. I Damn. never found it. So that's it. So give us that. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told you before when I got like drunk a couple months ago and I ordered a bunch of like nostalgic shit. I ordered the Sonic McDonald's game that I had. It was the Tails one. Uh-huh. It was like 30 bucks. Fuck I was like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> this is from uh, Paige. This Ooh. is really nice. She said, you can read on the podcast. It's short. Nice. She said, so, um, wait, wait, I'm so confused. Is this wait, wait? Oh, it's the one we endorsed for junior class president. Oh, did she win? Hold up. Thank you so much. It says the officially endorsed candidate of the Gustinetti podcast. Oh, good. Gustinetti, thank you so much for endorsing me for my run for junior class president. Unfortunately, ah, fuck. I lost. But your shout out and support made my entire week. From one boy to another, thanks for the support. Hashtag boys supporting boys. Sincerely, Paige. And she said, P.S. These were real cards I handed out over, uh, like in school. How did she lose, dude? What the fuck? Popular and so famous. How did this podcast not get her elected? I bet her competitor had like Dax Shepard or a bigger podcast or some (laughs) shit that like endorsed her. Dude, fuck that. Here's the thing: your political route's not over yet. You ever heard of a coup? Look it up. Or close the knife. Yeah, what's up? Senior class president. 
Instead of a coup. Coup. <laughs> <laughs> you could start the government right now page is the thing. What's up? She said, uh, I'm not from Australia, uh, California, actually, but this is a uh, well-known in my area as some of the best-tasting licorice ever, so I couldn't resist sharing some for, and she said, the boys in bold. Boom, baby. Soft Australian licorice. Soft Australian licorice. We can have licorice. that later, but if you we'll want to We'll fuck it now. up. This is cool as shit. Um, dude, f- how the fuck did she lose, man? I'm just bummed for her. Here's the thing, you Paige. It, Paige. Paige, here. Show this next clip to all of your classmates, even the ones that might have voted for you, okay? But especially ones that didn't vote for you. Hey. <laughs> Keep that in. Hey. Fuck you, dude. You could have had political greatness bestowed upon you and your dumbass grade. Paige for president. Paige could have abolished slavery, but you didn't elect her. I hate you so bad. Everyone in your class that didn't vote for Paige is a loser. That's a pretty, that's, pretty good. That's pretty good. She'll win next year with yeah. our threats. Do you think there's somebody who didn't vote for her but does know us and ignored our official endorsement? Can you imagine the gall of that person? I would want that person to get hurt somehow. <laughs> 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 it's a child. Yeah, anyway. So here, this is from uh, our boy... Um, oh, frick. This is from Ryan E. Hello, okay. Ryan. What's that What's that bad boy say? It says, uh, to Gus and Eddie, read Ooh. on pod. It says, dear Gus and Eddie, I recently thought about getting myself one of these, uh, one, wait, uh, one-up arcade cabinets for my new apartment, but decided against it because of your warnings of its low quality. Good move. Good. We're, we're, we've moved so far along now. Fuck Ar- Arcade 1-Up. I don't the, like them. I don't the name, like right? them. Yeah, here's the thing, okay? I still <laughs> I still want to try to get my money back and shit. And, and f- to be fair, for all I know, maybe their product has improved since then. Like a year ago, I bought two cabinets, and they are essentially fully fucking broken. Yeah. And their customer support was like, send us videos of them not working. I was like, these don't turn on. And I sent in videos saying like, okay, well, each cabinet has multiple like cosmetic damages. There's just scrapes and dings and shit all over these. I was like, the screen that came with the Galaga one had dead pixels in it. The Rampage machine never had working audio. Literally the first time it was booted up, it was like, oh, good. The sound's fucked. It's, it literally never worked. Galaga one always had dead pixels on the screen and shit. The Gauntlet ah, game sorry. in the Rampage Should cabinet. Oh, yeah. Jakey, pick it up. Jakey, you're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so loud instantly. You're making a margarita? You're on the podcast, so that fuck oh. up is burned forever. No, what are you guys talking about? Um, we were talking about arcade one up fucking Gus over with their arcade machines. Yeah. Oh yeah, those guys are pieces of slimy dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're little rats in their holes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I call you back a little later? <laughs> okay, bye, Jakey. Good luck with your toast. Bye. Okay. Good. That was good. Tony sounded weird on that phone call. <laughs> he actually answered this time. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, weird. go back to what you're saying. No, but it's like they had this, these multiple damages, and I, and I sent pictures, and I told them this. And this is after... Um, I actually reached out like it took me fucking forever to track down their promotional team because before I owned one of them I was like these sound cool I've heard good things I want to do a sponsorship for them and yeah. then get some cabinets in return first of all the guy offered me 
Oh, Eddie ran to the bathroom real quick. Sorry for the cut. Anyway, I, I emailed the dude that was in charge of, like, the promotional stuff for them. First of all, it took me essentially weeks upon repeatedly calling and emailing to even find a phone number to talk to. And these are people that have worked with YouTubers in the past. They sent Boogie, like, every fucking cabinet, and I couldn't get in contact with them. I, I messaged their Facebook page four times, and they left me on red and never responded. And I was just like... Respond. I see that you saw this message, you know? Yeah. At least tell me no, you know? Yeah. So they finally, the dude finally got back to me, and he, again, these retail at like what? Like 300 bucks or something yeah. like that? And the dude at the time was like, hey, we can send you one cabinet for a dedicated video. I was yeah. like, this probably costs you $40 to make, Yeah, dude. they're so fucking cheap. It's like composite particle board wood shit, you know? They're yeah. very fucking cheap. So the dude offered me one cabinet in, in payment. And I was like, no, I want all six cabinets that you have out right now and all six risers. And I was like, and this is still like under what... It was still a deal for whatever a sponsorship would be. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah. this is still way lower than my fucking rate right now. And, and he was just like, sorry, we can only do the one and I was so impatient I really wanted just to have these cool cabinets for parties and shit so I just bought two of them we had our first big party coming up yeah like, yeah it was like a week away so I bought two of them and and it, they were 300 and 350 dollars respectively and the risers which are just wood are like fucking 50 dollars yeah so they give you a really short ass one and then you have to get a riser to make it look like a normal machine yeah 50 bucks for that shit yeah so, so then, like, I had all these issues, and I, I started, like, DMing their customer support and calling them and stuff, and they, they were like, this is insufficient proof. And I was like, dude, I've talked to people from your marketing team, and I'm sending in photos and stuff. They're like, we need to send you – you need to send us a video of it not working. So I sent them, like, a minute-long video just being like, all right, I'm turning it on. This isn't working. This isn't working. Here's scratches. And the dude on the customer support, sorry, I kicked. He said, no, you can send us videos that are no longer than five seconds. What? Arcade 1UP, if you want to fix things, feel free to contact us and prove to us that you don't have dog shit customer support. But right now, we're... We're being honest about it. Dude. I don't want people to make this mistake. Because you had praised them before. This yeah. is why we feel the need to say it. It's like some people might listen to old podcasts and be like, oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Here's the thing, Arcade 1UP. You owe me 800 bucks. Because I'm fucking throwing these shits in the garbage and I'm just holding on to them because I've just slipped behind on dealing with your inept customer service at this point. Yeah. Boom, baby. Um, and so the, what, what Ryan finished by saying is, instead I bought a variety of these mini cabinets and thought you boys would like one. They play the full arcade game but make uh, uh, impractical keychains. P.S. Gus, you were great at the Fort Lauderdale Comedy Show from Ryan E. Oh, thanks, Ryan thanks, E. I appreciate Ryan. you, dude. He put a little podcast design on it. This over. looks cool as hell. It's a little mini machine. Wait, is that the same mini machine that you bought at the cabin? No, I have a. It was a different one. Oh, cool. So that's fucking tight. I can add it to the to the collection. Fuck yeah! <clears throat> Thanks, guy. The Fort Lauderdale show was a pretty good one too. I think I told you this before. I just want to say one tour thing again, guys. I am still on tour. Links in the description down below. Wait, Grab is some that tickets it for. For what? Oh wait, that's it for mail. All right, go ahead. Anyway, uh, the tour stuff. 
Shit's going really well. Most of the shows are fucking sold out. Holy shit, thank you guys for coming out. It's so fun. Again, I'm meeting with everybody at the end of every show. One thing I told to Eddie, it was so weird because there's no way to, to say this without sounding like I'm kind of bragging a little bit, mm-hmm. but the shows are going very, very well. Like, people are really liking them. It's clear that there's, like, res- positive response from the crowd. It's just essentially a stand-up show. I do some comedy music. It's all new material. And I at this point in time, like, I've pretty consistently come to expect like well this joke has this laugh and this is a funny bit and like this is really working mm. like i got the show really tuned up at this point yeah anyway we we, we went to I, I did the show in philly and the crowd was like just really kind and everything the room was packed full it wasn't sold out but it was like really really full okay and i did the same exact show in philly i was feeling good i had my beat coastal shirt on i was all fresh and it was like what is going on here Nobody was laughing at anything. Uh, would would you consider it a bomb? Because like normal standups have that all the time too. Not normal as in you know what I mean. Like people yeah, yeah. Who have like risen like Crystalia or somebody like that. And it, it's like it definitely wasn't a bomb, but it was just like so noticeable. And again, it's like I said, it is the home field advantage. People are coming to see me. It's not like just random walking into a comedy club. Thing, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I was just like. Wow. You know, at this point, yeah, I've gotten yeah. so comfortable in the act that, like, I would know, hey, if I'm leading up for this joke every other time, you know, maybe I have, like, five seconds of, like, people laugh, and I kind of get my bearings. So I had all these pauses that I was just used to. You know, I'd be like, yeah. joke, da, 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 da. and I'd be like, joke, ha, ha. Really? And I was like, what is going on? The thing is, too, the room was a little strange where it was this huge space Uh, and, like, the sound killed a lot. But even with that, like, being said, when it was a big laugh, it was really quiet. People weren't laughing. And I was like... Did you see their faces? Were they still happy to be there? Yes, they were happy. And, like, I didn't hear any complaints about the show at all. And afterwards, still, it was like pretty much everybody stayed back for the meet and greet and everyone was really enthusiastic and had praise and stuff. But when I was doing the shows, it was like... Why aren't you laughing? You Whoa, know? Oh, yeah. What the it fuck? Was, and it was literally only the Philly show. There were even a couple shows where, like, some of the Florida stretches, you know, I just did way too many fucking Florida slots. I did four of them within, like, two hours of each other. Yeah. So there were shows where, like, those were my lowest attended shows. I had certain shows where there was, like, oh, there's 95 people in attendance. Mm. And that was 10 times louder than the full house Philly show. Damn. It was, I don't get it. How many seats were there in the Philly show? At least 250. Really? Yes. Wow. It was very That's bizarre because it's not a bomb, but there was no laughter. It was not a bomb. Because like I'm saying, they were happy to be there yes. still. That's really interesting. I've never even like kind of heard about that before where it's just like, oh, no, they're nice and happy to see you. But then also just, oh, yeah, yeah keep going. No, go, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like you're, you're almost like, you guys are going to laugh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And it's like at this point, like I'm, I'm confident in my abilities. Like it's a funny show. I'm proud of what I've prepared and I've heard good shit. And the best compliments I get is pretty much for every single show. There's a few people that are just townies that just wander in and they have no clue who's who I am. And they stick around for the meet and greet and the Q and a, and they come up and they're like, we didn't know who I do, who you are. That was really funny. So it's like, okay, I think I got a really funny show going yeah. on here. <laughs> what happened, Philly? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. That sounds a little gripey, but it was very strange. I wonder what the um, – and, again, not even just for that. It was not a bomb. I didn't keep talking about this, but it has just mm-hmm. me thinking of what the factors are. Like, it, they're never known of just, like, what shows kill and what don't. It's yeah. just like I don't – because then it's like, could you even manufacture a show that kills – 
if like certain people in the audience were like as a test thing were like planted to really enjoy it yeah would they make everyone else enjoy it or would it kill the like i just don't know you know it's yeah. just weird factors where it's like that was an entire group of different people that was happy to see you and watching the show but just wasn't laughing like the rest of the country was yeah it's so weird that was so weird dude and it was like in the same stretch where like just a week before or whatever dude i was in kansas city that was thermonuclear response dude really? like, that was the best the two best shows on the entire tour if you guys went to them it was the kansas city show and it was the uh arizona show uh mm-hmm. okay oh, i think it was fucking arizona salt lake one of those things uh, phoenix he, phoenix okay, yes yeah. but dude it was like crazy really and it's so weird just seeing this drastic change because it was like this is the exact same show the exact same amount of people here and it destroyed in this city and it was a full-on tank in the other one that's so bizarre man yeah i wonder what that is like i you can't test or track it but i want to know you know mm-hmm. oh but the shows are going well anyway what's uh let's up for a pregunta here okay okay at tom shookus says who's your favorite serial killer I don't have a favorite serial killer. <laughs> I do. I'm going to be real with you. I like Ted Bundy. He's really interesting. I mean, they're interesting. It's just like I don't have one where I'm like, ooh. Yeah. You know? um, I think the scariest serial killer is still John Wayne Gacy. Oh, yeah, dude. Just fucking terrifying. And um, he was Chicago, right, wasn't he? I think so. I, he was definitely Pretty Midwest. sure I, one of my friend's dads knew one of the victims. Really? I think so. It's what John, I heard around, but yes, Cook County, Illinois. Yep, that's Chicago. That's also the county I grew up in. God damn, dude, you just barely made it out alive. Yeah, just barely by forty. Years. <laughs> when were you born? Ninety six. Uh, yeah, he was in the seventies, wasn't he? He died in nineteen ninety four, bro. You just missed bro, him. Bro, I'm the reincarnation of John, <laughs> John Wayne. <laughs> oh my god, he just looks creepy too. He's yeah. the killer clown, guys. In case you guys haven't uh, heard of that, he literally worked as a as a children's party clown yep this is a photo of gacy as pogo the clown he stated that acting as a clown allowed him to regress into childhood fucking creepy dude any adult man that wants to regress into being a child you know what i mean yeah dude some of these serial killers like the classic ones that you've heard of you know the ted bundy's the the john wayne gacy's the green river killer golden state all these guys it's like you just murdered for sometimes decades yep how the fuck did you not get caught? DNA Dude, shit or what? I guess, but I mean, just think about how hard it is to even track somebody in like, say the 60s. Yeah. You don't have any footage of anywhere. And it's just like, hey, follow this guy's trail. What if he's like, think about being in the 60s and you wanted to get away. You just, just book it anywhere. Go dude. to a different state. You got fifty to choose dude, from. You could go just like Wyoming, some random ass town, and just say your name was different, pretty much, and that's it. Yeah, it's like, do you have any paperwork? No. All right, you can live here. Yeah, or like a fake ID in the sixties. I'm sure it's like, all right, well, that's your ID. I guess this is the best I can hope for. Yeah, dude. What are you gonna call somebody and have them look through the through actual physical paperwork to see if this person's real in a small town? You're exactly. gonna be like, oh no, new guy to the town. Yeah, dude. And it's like you even all your tax shit, it's like, yeah, cash on you. Who cares? You're a transient guy. You're probably not even on the IRS's map, you know? Do you think um, any criminals ever fled to your town to live there as a different person? I think they start in my town. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, even if it was back in the 60s or something. Yeah. Would people know, though? 
I don't know. Because you said there were some people that you were like, oh, they live on the outskirts. I didn't even know they were here. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm sure that shit goes on all the time, dude. I told you. I can't remember if I said this on the podcast. Boop. Meta. Um, but you remember that girl in Minnesota that went missing or whatever? Yeah, dude. Or in Wisconsin? What was her name? Jamie Kloss. It was a big nationwide thing. I'm not yeah. doxing anybody. It was like fully, hey, USA, yeah. where is Jamie Kloss? Yeah. This is creepy as fuck. My my grandpa and my Set the full scene. Give yeah. the backstory of her too. This is a Halloween story. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. Jamie Claus. She was she was kidnapped. Okay. What was it? October when she was kidnapped or something? Yeah, dude. She's got a full Wikipedia page. Okay. The kidnapping of Jamie Claus. So Jamie Claus was like uh, a twelve or eleven or something like mm. that. It was October fifteenth, twenty eighteen, and this guy broke into her family home apparently as far as i know it was just a random crime thing like a, just a random guy too like he had just been watching her or something yeah then? just random also, guy is she from a small town in minnesota i don't remember where she's from is she like city area or it's or? in wisconsin she was in barron wisconsin oh okay and it's Sorry, just like yeah. i've played basketball in barron like i know all that shit yeah um so yeah so she was the only child with her two parents and then one night this dude broke into her house um and let me just see here so he parked his car at the end of the driveway and he had a black coat and a ski mask on and he approached the front door carrying a pump action shotgun he forced his way in saying open the fucking door and then like her dad let her in or whatever and and where he said like show your badge or i'll or i'm not letting you in so the guy shot her dad through the door forced his way into the house and then the bad guy like che- i don't want to say his name like checked every room in the house because he quote didn't want to leave any witnesses behind and then okay. he found the bathroom door locked and he shot it down and the mom and the daughter in there um and then he shot the mom Jesus so he killed both Christ. anyway i'm just trying to so paraphrase it wasn't even targeted to her he was just like i'm gonna enter a home and fuck people up i think it was like that i don't know if he was like grooming her ahead of time or whatever but he, uh. he forced his way and he killed both her parents like in front of her and then took her and she was missing for months it was fully i remember us having discussions about it of just like she's dead and they're just gonna find the body exactly like, so fucked up it was like at this point it's just purely a countdown of like when is she gonna turn up this yeah. is so depressing Anyway, um, yeah, on the afternoon of January 10th, which is like three months after she was stolen, um, the guy told Jamie that he was leaving for a few hours and he put her under his bed in his usual routine. Can I just read this little snippet? Yeah. Or is it about the routine for it? Or, yeah. Or, okay, yeah. Or it's like about the finding thing. So he oh. put her under his bed. After he departed, Kloss pushed the objects around the bed far enough for her to escape and ran away from the house. Well, one thing I was going to mention really quick. Wasn't it like, didn't he almost all the time had her in the dark under his bed? Yeah, and he'd and have would, guests over. Yeah, he'd have guests over while she was there and then like would open it to like feed her. And like it's just like she's in a dark box for two months. Yeah, it's fucking Fuck. terrifying, dude. Anyway, after he departed, Jamie pushed the objects around under the bed far enough for her to escape and ran away from the house wearing a light shirt, leggings, and a pair of Patterson... uh, The guy's name is fucking Patterson. He's in jail. He's going to rot forever. Fuck that guy. Wearing a pair of Patterson sneakers in the show, in the snow. Kloss came across a local woman walking her dog who recognized her from the news reports and immediately took her to a neighbor's house. After the woman called the police, Kloss told them the dude's name had killed her parents, taken her, and kept her prisoner just a few houses away in the neighborhood. Okay? Fuck. 
So they fucking found her. Yeah, and also the thing that's gonna make everybody mad is the reward thing. Yeah, okay, that? it is fucked. I don't know. I don't know what it, like we maybe look it up before we okay. make a claim of it. Yes, exactly. Because they were offering a reward for anybody who could find her. It was like fifty grand, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. This is all over CNN, New York Times, and shit. Okay. So they. People and law enforcement had 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 accrued fifty thousand dollars as a reward that would lead to her to her safe return. Right. So then, fifty thousand is the reward. Her parents were killed, and she rescued and escaped herself. And they only paid her half. What? You? She found herself. She like, has nothing. You fucking idiot. Like, how could they do? Where did the other money go? I don't know. Did the police department keep it? That $25,000 was donated by Hormel Foods, the Minnesota-based company that owns Jenny O Turkey, blah, 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 blah. But what about the other half? I don't know. The other $25,000 reward money had been put forward by the FBI, a public information officer, uh, like a guy from the FBI, for the agency in Wisconsin declined to comment on whether it would pay Jamie the money given that she saved herself. Fuck you, dude. Fuck off. It's like I get the type of business loophole they're trying to do is like, oh, we were offering for like information to find her and we don't need it anymore. But it's like, can you throw this girl 25 grand, please? Jesus Christ. You're a government agency. This is not even a drop in the bucket. Nobody is going to be like, my tax dollars going to this girl who had this horrible thing and rescued herself. She deserves a million dollars, dude. Fuck that noise. That's such bullshit. Luckily, other it, it sounds like other fundraising like results resulted in an additional potential 34000 that went to her. Okay. I mean, there's no. Still, you can't yeah, put a price tag gonna, on it. Yeah, that's just that's just a fuck you from this. Like, dude, come on, pay yeah, her the rest. It's the of them. principle of it. But then the extra creepy thing as well. The creepy thing is that this is this took place in like kind of the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, like smaller towns and stuff. Anyway, my grandpa and my aunt and uncle and stuff. There's a family cabin that they just purchased a couple years ago, and Sabrina and I went up on like Christmas Day, and we had Christmas here. We didn't know it until this girl was found. We were less than eight minutes away from where she had been hidden. Which out there is, is next door. It's pretty much next door. Yes. Like even when I've stayed in like Wisconsin in the more rural areas, it's like Walmart's 40 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So to be eight minutes within is like you're there. Like if we had known the location, we could have gotten into the car and gotten there in a few minutes. Yeah. That is fucking terrifying, dude. <sighs> that makes me think like how – how close have most people been to something fucked up like that and not realized it? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, have you ever just walked past a house and somebody's, like, held prisoner in there and you have no idea? Who knows? Dude, we're in L.A. right now. We probably walk past a kidnapped person. We probably get within 100 yards of a kidnapped person once a month. That's true. That's, That's spooky sad. as shit, dude. Spooky Halloween. That's only because sad. I know. It's so scared. fucking depressing, dude. But she, yeah, I don't know. That's that's fucked up, dude. There's some of that out in the middle of nowhere stuff. Like, you remember when we were on the road trip here, and I think we were going through, we were crossing from Utah to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I remember we passed one house that was in the middle of the desert, middle of fucking nowhere, nothing even close to it. And there was like an expensive Dodge Challenger in there. And it was just like, Challengers are Dodge, right? I don't want to yeah, say Yeah, I think so. Dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like, I remember it's like bright orange and new. And we were like, that's a drug dealer house, right? Yep. It has to be. 
You're just in the middle of fucking nowhere with a new nice car. Yeah. There's no way. It's either that or a boot camp kid that just got talked into another like car he couldn't afford, <laughs> bring it home to the old whole front. They're like, well, yeah, you can buy a car, you can get engaged, and take this house. And he's like, well, you showed me a close-up picture. I didn't know there was no neighbors, and it was in the middle of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I love. Excuse me, too. I'm trying to think of a good sketch about it, uh, and I take a lot of inspiration from r slash just boot things, but mm-hmm. it's like these young military kids that oh, come it's in. it's so funny, dude. They're getting engaged early. They're getting talked into these cars they can't afford, and they're always, like, badass taking photos in their gear and, like, saying, like, oh, I do it. Like, the, the, you'll never understand the burdens I carry. It's <laughs> like your dad died in Vietnam pretty much, and you just went to boot camp, like, you're not on the same level. Yeah. Like, thank you for choosing to do that. Like, that yeah. is respectable, but you're not like, come on, dude. You remember that thing I told you? And I don't want to, this guy is like nice and everything. And he actually has gone to like actually serve. And it was, I don't even think it was his say. It was our school's choice is um, on Veterans Day. We had a lot of people that were like the lunch, uh, like monitor, hall monitor type people yeah. um, in our school. And like, I didn't know until that day, a lot of the older guys were veterans mm-hmm. and had served in, um, a, I think specifically with the age for it, it was like Vietnam for it. And they, I think, kind of forced a kid in our class who was like becoming an officer to stand with the veterans on Veterans Man. Day. And it's like, this one is, speci- this is Veterans Day though. Yeah. Like, Thank you for getting into serving, but like not yet though, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's just like he was still just in school, and it's like I don't think he I don't think he chose to be out there though, which is just cringy for him. I, I'm sorry for him for that. I feel bad about that. People yeah. were I I wasn't mad about it, but some people were like angry in our school. Like, yeah. you can't fucking do that. It's like I don't think he chose to go out there. It's the thing too is it's like you have to kind of walk on eggshells with some of that like armed service shit too. Yeah, and and I am of the belief that it's like clearly just every person period. So you deserve respect, you know, be treated yeah. with respect and shit, you know. But at the same time, I view, like, some of the veteran stuff as, like, it is a spectrum. Like, mm-hmm. signing up, like, you just got, like, went through ROTC and you're, like, just going into basic does not put you at the same level as, like, somebody that, like, served in Vietnam. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, fucking yeah. come on, dude. Yeah, that's why I still love that Sunny joke where they find out that Ben the Soldier, was, he's like, I actually had a great time during the war. I went to Italy and I was a computer programmer. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's not the yeah. same thing. Exactly. Um yeah, or wasn't it that he sprained his ankle, like, getting off the plane from yeah. coming back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's goofy shit, but... Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's the stuff. I love those memes, too. It's just, like, the... I saw one where it was... I forgot the exact meme format, but it was, like, me at 19 years old and something else, and it was, mm-hmm. like, someone in, our, like, ROTC at nine years... Or 19 years old, and it was Jim with the uh, engagement ring, and he was wearing, like, an, a military hat, and yeah. it was, like, bought this the first day. I'm, like, when we went out the <laughs> Yeah, dude, I fucking love that shit dude can you imagine like especially for like the classic wars like the vietnams world war ii even stuff like korean shit like how common it was just for forever for kids to just be like signing up for the war and shit yeah dude. like hey you have to be 16 to get in but like i lied i was 15 i joined the military who does that dude i couldn't even imagine i'm such a pussy i am a little bitch boy like i wanted to do entertainment like the entire time so like anything diverging from that sounds terrifying but they're like how about you don't do comedy and we give you a gun and put you in yeah. war and it's like i can't do that though. yeah I'm dude sorry. like when i was 15 i was begging my mom at goodwill to let me buy a five dollar aeropostale shirt off the rack <laughs> you know like i wouldn't have lasted a day in like kuwait or something yeah. like that Oh man! So uh, thank, thanks for uh, serving. Thanks <laughs> for your serving, guys. We're Let's clowning on you, but thank you. <laughs> this is it. All right, you ready? It's it. Play the national anthem, okay? 
Me or Tony? Tony, hit him with the real national anthem. Is that the ending of that's the, the yeah? That's the part. Just hit him with that. That's the what you think that you're still stuck on this B thing. Yeah, where you just at like a football game where they're like, and now we stand for our, like men and women at, like serving for our country. Just 